OTB Rugby. Queenie is going at a million miles an hour. And bearing in mind, I didn't pass the ball that often. He was expecting the pass. He got the pass and scores. And in scoring, dislocates his shoulder. Subscribe to the Rugby Stream on the OTB Sports app now. OTB AM. The Sports Breakfast Show from off the ball. I'm delighted to say Sean O'Sullivan is with us for a Kerry perspective on everything that happened over the weekend. A very relieved Jack O'Connor there, Sean. Um, I think that was kind of the overwhelming emotion. Semi-finals are really there to be won to get through and to uh, lick your wounds afterwards, but just make sure you're still around. Exactly, sure. Yeah, and I mean, uh, when we looked up at the clock with 10 minutes to go yesterday and we were two points down... um, you would have taken it. You would have taken it. Uh, yeah, what a weekend of football, to be honest. Um, yeah, I relieve Jack O'Connor. We all are. But at the same time, I think we left Croke Park yesterday with a real sense that, uh, you know, our guys stood up when they needed to. Um, a massive, massive test in a semi-final. Brilliant preparation for a final. The two teams that have made the final, I think, have kind of mirrored each other really in their last two games. I mean, if you take their quarterfinals, it was two real dominant second half performances from Dublin and Kerry that got them through. And then at the weekend, it was a real sign of experience and leadership and clutch moments and big players down the stretch to get us both over the line. So it'll make for an intriguing final because both teams have got there in, in similar similar veins, really. Where's the improvement from Kerry's perspective? What are they going to be focused on, do you think? Not sure. We were we would have been very disappointed with our defensive performance considering where we were at against Tyrone. I mean, the first half was just, God, we give the, the, the Derry forwards a lot of respect. Now, listen, this has to be all underlined with a fantastic Derry performance. I mean, they really, really took me by surprise and, and, and possibly Kerry as well in terms of the way they, they went at it in their attacking department. I mean... We've all seen Derry for the last couple of years being so miserly at the back and playing that defensive game. But they've always been relatively slow when they bring the ball into the final third and a little bit kind of lethargic in their play and they just wait for little opportunities. But my God, yesterday, once they got into past the halfway line, they really, really went for it. But I felt our defence in the first half were just a little bit... We showed them a little bit too much respect. Look, Derry kicked very accurately. I think, was it 12 out of 15 shots in the first half they scored with? But I haven't watched it back now. I hope to today. But I'm sure if I look back on that, a lot of those Derry shots were coming with very little or no pressure from our defenders. Whereas if you rewind that back to the Tyrone game, you know, the Tyrone forwards were really put under pressure when they were shooting for the goal. So that's definitely where I think the improvement's going to have to come for the final. We're going to have to try and get back to those Tyrone levels. Um but I think we can. Can, I, we can, can. I, can we just try and tease yeah. that out? Because I think something fairly similar happened to Dublin in the first half against Monaghan in a way. Is that psychological where the heavy favourites, uh, despite the fact they'll tell you that they don't have one eye on a prospective final, it's just, it's human nature. Shane was talking about it earlier. Desi Farrell was like, oh, you know, we, we, we heard the narratives about the, the Monaghan team. We couldn't understand where they were coming from. Whether or not you can understand them, they're there and every everybody who has a conversation with the players are like geez can't wait till you play the dubs in the final I can't wait till you see Kerry in the final and like is that, is that one of the reasons why they're less like a tiny bit less tigerish in that first half because in the, in the, when the game is in the melting pot they were actually able to like Stephen O'Brien comes on and starts to make blocks uh, Davy Byrne in, in the Dublin defence was making blocks against Monaghan in the second half when the game was there to, to be won so 
what what is it? Possibly, possibly. I think a lot of the credit has to go to the opposition in Monaghan and Derry. I mean, Perry and Dublin would have expected performances from, from Monaghan and Derry that they've seen down through this campaign and over previous years in terms of the way they approach the, the style that they come in with. Sure, sure, of course, Monaghan and Derry had to come with something different. Now, did we see? Did I see Derry coming with that real verve in their attack? And, and I didn't, and maybe Kerry didn't, and maybe we did have a little bit of overconfidence and took it for granted that Derry were going to come with this slow approach play and that we'd be able to have the time to you know, get closer to our men and put that pressure on, similar enough to, to Dublin and Monaghan. But, you know, as 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 the Derry manager alluded to after the game, they threw the kitchen sink at it. And uh, I don't think Kerry were ready for it. And yes, they had to win then the game was in the melting pot. As you said, they had to switch and be able to do it. So certainly it's something they need to look at because, look, it'll be different for the final, I think, because Dublin Kerry will know exactly what to expect mm. from each other. But certainly I think Derry had their homework done in particular down Kerry's, uh, so I think they really targeted uh, Graham O'Sullivan and Paul Murphy in the first half. If you go back to that first half, a lot of their approach play came down the Cusick stand side and they seemed to have their homework done down that area. They were isolating Paul and Graham and they were getting a lot of scores, a lot of joy from that pocket over there. Um, so maybe that's something Dublin will look at too. So yeah, a lot for Kerry to do from def- from a defensive point of view. We didn't exactly shoot the lights out in the first half either up front, so they'll be looking at, at that as well. But um, look, I think we're in a good place going into a final. Jar. You, you've, as you said, you, you get over a semi-final by a couple of points, loads to work on. But the real character that they showed, I think, is the massive takeaway for us going in against a massive, a massive test against Dublin. It was intensity as well, Sean, wasn't there? Like in the tackle, especially. I think there was one moment earlier on in the game that I noticed. Jason Foley, I think it was, made a tackle and properly mm. gave it, gave it the big one, gave it the fist pump, kind of mm. sh- shouting over the player, which you don't see too often from Kerry defenders. But there was, there was, there was an element of, of I, I guess, steeliness about Kerry in this game. There was Shane, but again, just driving down on the car yesterday, I was just chatting with with, with my my buddy driving. I can't, I can't pinpoint, I can't pick out any Kerry defender that won his battle yesterday. Mm. I really can't. I, I, I don't think as a collective, okay, we got there, and I must say the second half was much better. I mean, we, we kept Derry to four points in the second half, was it? Yeah. So, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's, you know, that's good. But I, I definitely think we were, you know, we were taking on a lot of water, particularly in that first half, and as I said, down that side. So, but yeah, you know, there was, there was, there was moments. But I mean, they got a lot of help from around the field. Stephen O'Brien was back tackling, as Joe mentioned. I think late in the game, was it David was back around his own 21 yeah. yard line, taking a ball out. So, and I think Jack alluded to that after as well. So, look, it was a real team effort, particularly in the second half. They definitely, they definitely uh, dropped back a little bit deeper, Kerry. They set up their defensive line a little bit deeper in the second half, and they weren't as exposed as much as they were in the first. So, that helped. Um, and look, obviously, when you have a player then wearing your number 14 jersey who's just in the form of his life and that produced another massive day for us, then you're always going to have a chance of winning, you know? In terms of actually making the most of uh, Clifford and his ability, it didn't feel like Pawdy was getting enough support from uh, any of the rest of the forwards in the first half in particular. There was a, a Trojan defensive effort being made by them, mm. but there wasn't much in, in terms of creativity. Um, and, you know, maybe that will be enough. Maybe maybe it will be an 11-point final performance 
from uh, David and Pauly kicked one three and they win a one fifteen to one fourteen game against the Dubs and everyone's like, well, that's you know the, the coronation of the king again. I don't know how you do it again, but whatever. You know what I mean? It, like maybe it will be enough, but it, it, you wouldn't think it will be enough. You you definitely need more from that half forward line. Yeah, and, and I think that's why the change was made at half-time, Jer. Yeah, it just wasn't going for Adrian Spillane. Stephen O'Brien has obviously come in and, look, Stephen's had a difficult season. He's uh, David David mentioned it in his interview with RT after that. Stephen, uh, when he was asked about Stephen's impact, Stephen has had a difficult year with injury. He's back late, but he just seems to be coming out at the right time. So, look, he's put his hand up for the final. I mean, he, he just brings you that real experience. I mean, that score he kicked to put us a point up off his weaker side, in a real, real pressure moment, he stood up, he took it on and a great score. But no, you're 100% right, Jerry. It's not going to be enough. Absolutely not. Um, you know, on the other side, Dara Minahan, he got through a lot of work. And as you said, he put in the defensive work. But no, the, the Paddy, Paddy, Shawnee Shea and David really were our go-to guys yesterday. Even Paul Ganey now has probably had two games back-to-back where he hasn't been at his best. And, and we really need Paul motoring well if we're going to rattle the dubs, you know. Um so look, they have two weeks. They go back into training. I know Killian Spillane is back in the fold. Has he? Will he have enough done to to break through onto the twenty six for the final? I think they'll need him. I think they'll need more off their bench. Tony Brazen came on yesterday, had a bad effort at the goal. Okay, got on a bit of ball. Michal Burns came on and was you know he was busy. He was busy. He did okay for the short amount of time he was on. Young Rory Murphy came on. I think the occasion got to him a little bit. He dropped one into. Um, Lynch's hands so little things like that but uh, yeah we got a nice impact off our bench but I, I certainly think there's probably a couple of places up for grabs for, for the big day in two weeks time definitely Sean there was a, a tweet uh, from, from Stevie Poacher a well-renowned coach uh, uh, yesterday after the match where he says the deliberate targeting of Shane McGuigan in this first half has been an absolute disgrace this whiter than white image that's always painted about Kerry needs reviewed if an Ulster team was at that carry on the Kerry are at there would be some outcry in the Sunday game he points out late hits, goading, sledging, off the ball stuff. And he said if there was shoes on the other foot, there would be some outcry. What, what do you make of this? Can I pull an arson finger on it and say I didn't see any of that, uh, Shane? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, look, look, I, I, I get it. I, yeah, absolutely. And yeah, if, if it was the other way around, would the Kerry supporters and, and Kerry people be, be, bringing the, the, be bringing attention to it? Of course we would. Um Look, I, 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 I'm not going to condone it. It's not something that I would like. I like seeing on a pitch, goading and sledging and so on. But uh, in terms of being physical, and you know, you mentioned it earlier. You know, you know, Jason Foley giving the the fist pump and stuff. It's it's just part and parcel of the mm. game at the moment. Are Kerry renowned for it? No. Um, has it come into their game a little bit recently? It has, but. I'll ask the question, what county team hasn't it come into? It just seems to be the way the game is at the moment. And uh, do we like it? No. But look, you're in the heat of an All-Ireland semi-final. It's a tight game. Who knows what goading was going on that Jason Foley was getting or any of the other Kerry players that maybe we didn't see. So look, it's it's tit for tat. It's not a nice look on the game, particularly when you had two really, really good footballing games over the weekend that we should be talking about the football. So Hopefully the final now, we won't see any of that. We'll just see two teams going at it, you know? Um, I, I do think that the best players in the opposition come in for more physical treatment than anybody else. But that's been the case all the way back, I mean, uh, forever, right? 
Like I'm, yeah. I'm trying to, yeah. you know, like literally in the history of Gaelic football, the, the opposition's best attacking player is the one who gets the most physical treatment. And I, I think there could have been a booking for the Kerry goalkeeper when he came out and landed instead. Uh, they, they waved play on. But everything else that Shane McGuigan was getting was relatively close to being, you know, within the boundaries of the law. Well, the Clifford one you, where Clifford gets the yellow was, was shoulder to shoulder. It felt like it was shoulder yeah. to shoulder. Somebody yeah. else was saying it was shoulder to chest. I thought it was shoulder to shoulder. And like, I, I can't imagine why. I think somebody said he got booked for dissent, but that's nonsense. Uh, yeah, so d- just two points on that. Did you think that Shane Ryan won't deserve the yellow card, Ger? I think that like you've got a duty of care when you go up in the air and you know where you're landing and he lands on him. I think that that's you've, I've definitely seen them given. This is the one yeah, that leads I to the point. Does, yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't think he landed on him though. I think, look, I, I, I think when the ball is in midair like that and Shane Ryan is jumping up to get it, of course he knows McGuigan because it was actually, a, 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 it was a dangerous pass. Can't remember who gave it. But, but Shane Ryan was just jumping up to pr- get the ball into his midriff and, and protect himself. He knew McGuigan was going to make contact and I don't think he landed on him. I think he caught, he caught him square in the middle of the air, but I don't think you have much control when you're trying to catch a ball, keep one eye on where he's coming at, and then try and make sure that you're hanging on to the ball when the contact comes. So I, 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 I'm, 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 I'm not with you on that one. In terms of the Clifford one, I don't think that was a yellow card. And yes, I do take your point. I think somebody did mention that he might have had words with Joe McQuillan after, and that's why he got the yellow. But certainly, I think everybody was in agreement that there was no way that that um, that shoulder deserved a yellow card. But going back to guys getting um, getting treatment, I played with the greatest. I, I know Clifford is pushing him hard, but I mean, what the 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 attention the Gooch came in for down through the years was just, I mean, I could tell you stories of stuff that happened that man in games and he just got on when it said, look, it's, it, as you said, the, the, the main guy on the team is going to get it and uh, it's just, it's the way it's been and it's the way it always will be, unfortunately. Yeah, the other thing is the refereeing, right? So if, if you'd want to be fairly one-sided to see the Clifford thing uh, as a absolute nailed on free, I, I tend to agree with everybody else, I think, in, on this current call, that it was shoulder to shoulder, but that was they kick a point from that. So that's like a you know huge mm. swing in the game. And I, I'm like Carol Kane. I was saying earlier from the Irish News is um, talking about the free at the end that um, Stephen O'Brien uh, wins again. Yeah. I actually think he wins the free because he only falls to get out of the way of a tackle that is a sliding tackle with a foot in the air, which if it makes contact is going to be a yellow card. So I think you know I, I can make the case that, that that was a free. The first one wasn't a free. And there's two swings in a match. And ultimately, I thought the refereeing performance, although Dublin Joe was trending on, on Twitter, <laughs> was OK. Like, no, I th- Yeah, no, I think he did fine. I think he did fine. And, and that's just not me now saying that because we came out the right side of it. Honestly, if, if it had gone the other way, there wouldn't have been anything huge, you know, for, for, for us to, to give out about. Um, the Stephen O'Brien one, yeah, I, I, I get your point. If I was Derry, would I be disappointed in it? Possibly. It you looks know, it soft. Wasn't. I think it looks soft yeah. because he takes he takes evasive action. If he doesn't he take does. evasive action, then he's getting creamed with a sliding tackle, and everyone's like, "Ah, oh, you know." Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can. Yeah, I take your point on that one. So look, he he probably did deserve the free out of that, and it, it was that was huge. That was huge. Um, which it's little things like that, lads, in in big games, in, in massive, massive games like that. It's the small things, and I'm sure it's going to be the same in the final. There's nothing to call between the two between Kerry and Dublin, you know, and they both got two real brilliant tests going into it, so they're going to be well-primed 
I know Jack was saying that uh, this Dublin team have been, you know, trying to peak for, for the final from way out and it, it certainly does look like that. And, and as he said, they, they didn't bring back the, cal- the, the cavalry for the crack, he said. Um, so, yeah, it's intriguing. It's going to be a brilliant two weeks. Really looking forward to it. And Charlie O'Shea came into the game eventually. Uh, Sean, like it maybe didn't start as, as well as he would have hoped, didn't maybe have as many frees as he ordinarily would have had in the first half, but definitely got there. Yeah, he did. And yeah, there's just a small little bit of worry about Shawnee that he's just not at where his level was last season in particular. Um, we thought we saw glimpses of it in the Tyrone game, but he didn't carry it into the first half at all. The last day, Shane, no, definitely not, but certainly in the second half again. Similar to the way, I suppose, Finton and and and, um, and these guys stepped up for Dublin. James McCarthy, Shawnee really stepped it up in the second half for us. I think he ended up with four points in the end and some really, really important scores in that run there where we got the five unanswered points, you know, from between the, was it the 66th minute and the 71st minute. So huge, huge for us. And look, if Shawnee can now take that form and bring it into the final, then that bodes well for us. Do you make them favourites? What's your? I mean, obviously, it's pretty close as it can be to be in a fifty-fifty game. What, what's your feeling at the moment? Geez, Jerry, I'm I'm not I'm not brilliant with odds and stuff, but I I, I can't see there being much between them and the bookies. Um, look, based on both performances, I probably have Kerry as slight favourites. I put it like this to you: and question back to you: Would, would Derry have beaten Dublin on Saturday evening? Oh, I'm not sure they would have either. Um, I'd yeah. have, I, 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 I. You, you think they would have? Would you? I think they would. Right. I think, I think they would. Yeah, I think they would have. So, I, I, I think, I think, I think Kerry, on based on that, I think they just come through. Be, for me, being just slightly, slightly, slightly ahead. But it, I mean, there's, there's going to be nothing in it, nothing in it. But I, I, I think. And look, we always talk about matchups, but I, I think if we can get ours, if we can get our matchups right, similar to what we did against Tyrone, which is going to be very difficult because Dublin have so many quality players, not only on the starting fifteen but coming in. I think we could just do it, but it's it's going to take a huge, huge effort. And it, as I say, there's going to be nothing in it. Everyone make a wish. We've just had the opposite of a Kerry era. We've had a Kerry man predicting Kerry as Shane, I said slight. Slight, slight, sorry, slight, yeah, slight. slight course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, look, we'll leave it there. Sean, thanks a million for joining yeah, us. Before, before go I go, Sh- Shane, did you watch the Wem documentary over the weekend? I, I, I didn't watch it. Funny, I was, I was busy. I was busy, Sean. Uh, <laughs> get, uh, I, I have to agree with Colm. You need to get on it. It's very good. Right, I'll watch it tonight. I'll watch it tonight. The shot okay. is all up. Let's thanks a million. Good luck. Thanks Thank a million, Sean. Cheers. OTB AM. The Sports Breakfast Show from Off the Ball.